listening to his interview today talking about the dream team too do you guys remember that team yeah that yeah, was like larry johnson shack very not to grandmama grandmama johnson Damn. no i was actually listening to that knuckleheads podcast and that was an interview with larry johnson oh okay and he was talking about that and i was like oh yeah dream team too dream team too you remember that yeah 96 it's the reason why we don't bring them up much yeah because they're part two part two of anything is never good unless it's star mm-hmm. wars Never Unless as good it's as dances original. with wolves. Oh. oh. Lieutenant returns. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're on to something. Yeah. yeah. Stands with a fist and Lieutenant turn around. <laughs> <laughs> the movie didn't end there. They actually turned around and came back. Ooh. <laughs> got to the edge of the territory and turned around. Yeah, got to that tree line there. Turned her right around. <laughs> Give me one reason to stay here. <laughs> to stand up a Turn her back around. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> hey, you guys haven't noticed by now. Josiah and I can pretty much turn anything into a song. And turn it back around. All the way around. Yeah. All right. All right, all right. What did you say earlier? We're going on reservation tour starting this September. <laughs> yes, sir. Coming to your reservation near you. Coming so. to your council hall near you. Coming to a casino near you. <laughs> so, yeah, all you aunties out there, you got <laughs> Pod Gotti and your favorite Indian available. <laughs> hey. Uh, what? <laughs> Time to mend them sheets. <laughs> Gross. If we can't gamble on the same chair, then you are not the one. Yeah. <laughs> he said, if he can't sit on your lap. Play five. If your lap ain't big enough to handle me, I don't want you. Thick <laughs> oh. ones. You Play heard it here first Play from JC. Wants to sit on your lap and play one of your fives. Yeah. Oh. Try one of your fries. Oh. And your fries. Then one of your fries, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, all right, all right. Listening to your fibrant flavored lives. Oh. Oh. Staring into your choke cherry eyes. <laughs> Uh, 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 hey. 
Like you planned that. Chalk Cheerios. Oh, probably be that lady that Juicy's lap oh. is sitting on. Oh. 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 I had to catch my breath from that. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. Over here to my left, all the way from L. Jesus, number 83, in the place to be, the pod god, Randy B. Say, shoulder. Oh. Oh. Little big man. Oh. <laughs> And over here to my right, all the way from Babu and I know, I know, I know, he is your favorite Indian, your ace hole in one, JCB. Say hoka hey. Hoka hey. Hoka hey, little big man. <laughs> <laughs> little man was brave. Yes, he was. He rode, he rode amongst the pony like a whirlwind. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and you know me, Mo Hugs, not drugs, all the way from up the road in Arrow Creek. Uh, hey. And we are unspoken words. Unspoken words. words. Unspoken thoughts. Podcast. Unspoken ideas. Podcast. Unspoken. Unspoken wa- nothing. Unspoken lingerie. Podcast. Unspoken regalia. Unspoken. No! (laughs) No! Get your buckskin from unspoken (laughs) words. Get your buckskin regalia straight from unspoken words. (laughs) Your smoked buckskin from unspoken words. Smoked buckskin. (laughs) Ah, dude, have you had that? Like that smoked buckskin? There's like actually like buckskin that's sold like that, and it that that smell like fills up the whole room. Oh, Probably like then, yeah, it's smoke. What do they it's do? Just got- hold the buckskin over it. Uh huh. They smoke. <laughs> <laughs> it. I don't know what they do to it. They, yeah, they probably just throw it in a smoker. That's crazy, huh? You can I mean, sell but, anything but, these but days. But now that you say that, I probably have because. There's been times when I've smelled some buckskin and it was pretty smoky. Yeah. <laughs> you thought they were just fast dancers. <laughs> <laughs> I just tore it up in the arbor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just farting around, tearing it up. <laughs> smoking. <laughs> just billowing in the wind. Ooh, wee. Ooh, wee. Never ran into an auntie like that yet. <laughs> Yeah, so on a reservation tour, all you answers, <laughs> make sure you got your smoked buckskin. Right. Res wide, res pride nationwide. <laughs> I seen a meme today that cracked me up and says, next time you're arguing with someone, call them a random food and we'll throw them off. Example, look here, you fucking fry bread. <laughs> <laughs> Listen here, you piece of chorizo. Huh? Huh? Random you spicy food. little chorizo. <laughs> I, I can't think of a random food. I just can't. Sloppy, I, I got, stuttering, got, spam stick. <laughs> spam stick. Listen here, you sloppy Joe. <laughs> 
<laughs> you sloppy second. <laughs> Come here, you little piece of bison burger. <laughs> Come here, you buffalo rump. <laughs> That sounds kind of good. Ah, <laughs> uh, the rump. Ah, uh, rumpish. Rump stew. <laughs> Have you ever had rump stew, JC? Not lately. <laughs> Not as often as I should have. <laughs> Only pre-pandemic? No. Pre-pandemic, rump stew was flowing. And <laughs> <laughs> rump stew every weekend. <laughs> Uh, pandemic kind of slowed that down. <laughs> pandemic sure changed a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, China. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, sure missed that rump stew. <laughs> Just isn't the same. Mm-hmm. Rump stew and biscuits. Slap you up with a biscuit. <laughs> put, you, <laughs> put you on a platter and swap you up with a biscuit. <laughs> All That's right, That's right. day one. That's day one. <laughs> 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 all right, man. All right, I got a little game for us. Tried and true old school here. All right, all right. I feel like those are some lyrics right there. Tried and true old school. I know. It's me and you. Me ain't and no true or two. Boo. Nothing but us and our baloney with the red strap. <laughs> Stop saying that. <laughs> what is you, you know? You're, you know I'm your protector, baby. I got that gat in my lap <laughs> and the baloney with the red strap <laughs> and the commodity cheese and your aunt Louise. <laughs> 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 your you aunt going, Louise with commodity cheese <laughs> Your Aunt Louise with the commodity cheese Oh please <laughs> Got you on your knees begging pretty please Oh, oh. Lyrics for days <laughs> For days <laughs> Okay okay, okay. Alright all right. So here we go with what song is it then? Oh, what tell me, baby. What song is it then? Oh, what song is it then? Hold on, baby. Now, there. all together. in our song. Then. Hey. Hey. hey, that was impromptu. All right, here we go. The unspoken words in the Maccabees coming to a rest <laughs> near you. <laughs> David Ruffin and I don't know. Words. That just sounds funny. It sounds real religious. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a very religious family. It sounds like a religious band. Yeah, we're a cappella except for tambourines. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we can play a mean tambourine in any mm-hmm. notes you need, baby. Yeah, we're on beat, too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. It's the edge of the world and all Western civilization. The sun rises in the east. At least it's settled in a final location. That sounds like one of your conspiracy videos. It does. Psychic spies from China try to steal your mind's elation. And little girls from Sweden dream of silver screen quotation. I don't know. I want to say, is that a hip hop one? No, no, no not hip hop. No, 
What is the era? 90s. It's always going to be uh, 90s. Okay. All right. From me. Okay. 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 So let's see. Red Hot Chili Peppers. That was pretty yes. poetic. It is Red Hot Chili Peppers. What song is it? Californication. Cal- Dream of Californication. Firstborn Unicorn. Dream of Californication. Fornication. Marry me. Girl, be my fairy to the world. Be my very own constellation. Yeah, California King. Okay. All right. We got one. Got one. One for one. Hey, one give yourself some air horns one. or something. Uh, yeah, I hey, hey. Enough of that. <clears throat> All right, here we go. Same era. I got a new life. You would hardly recognize me. I'm so glad. How can a person like me care for you? Ah, uh, why do I bother when you're not the one for me? Oh, 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 is enough enough? It's a country song. It's a love song. Oh, oh, oh. Are you crying, loving, or leaving? In the song? No. Well, yeah. Oh. In the song. Not the name of the song, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, Sounds like they're leaving. Okay. <clears throat> Under the pale moon for so many years... Is it a country song? I've wondered who you are now. Uh, I was going to say Brooks and Dunn, but yeah, you already said no, so... Sounds like a rock I'm going to say Brooks and Dunn anyway. No. Ah. Pearl Jam. Uh. Uh. Dave Myers Band. What's his name? Dave what? Dave. Dave Matthews. Matthews, yeah. <laughs> Dave Myers. <laughs> Who's Dave Myers? That's his cousin. <laughs> Dave Myers at Chillock. <laughs> <laughs> They're both named after their Uncle Dave. <laughs> you know Dave. From the Millers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, okay. Um, focus. 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 Um, 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 I don't know. I can't read any other lyrics because it has like the... It gives it away? Yeah. Okay, so can I get a genre, please? Uh, I guess like pop. Pop. Uh, uh, let's see. Trying to think of... Girl hey. pop. Girl okay. pop. Say In it Vogue. again. No. Say it again. Which one? The uh, lyrics. Or is that r and says, I got a new life. You would hardly recognize me. Christina Aguilera. Nope. I'm so uh, glad. Nope. How can a person like me care for you? Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> Jewel. Oh, 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 oh. Who is, is Sporty enough Spice? Enough. Madonna. Jeez. Man, I should give it away right there. Yeah, give it away. It's enough, enough. Oh, 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 oh. Is enough, enough. Billy Vanilli. <clears throat> Same kind of era. Same kind of timeline. Uh, Bobby Brown. Nope. Whitney Houston. <clears throat> Whitney Houston. You guys have been kicking yourselves. Should I kick? Should I sing it? Yeah. I saw the sign and it opened up my eyes. I saw, I saw the, the signs. signs. Say the say the say Was the it Ace of Base? Yeah, Ace of Base. Okay. Yo, yo. I feel like you did this last time too, Ace of Base, didn't you? Uh yeah, I did um the other one. Okay. All that she wants yeah. is another baby. She's gone tomorrow. That's such a weird song. I know. I love it. Did though. you ever hear that one? That's the, 
talking about my name is Luca and I live on the second floor. Oh, yuck. Turns out it's about domestic violence. Wow. Oh, really? Yeah. I think uh, I kind of remembered a video now that you said that. If you look into some of these song lyrics and what they're really about, man, some of them were dark, dark, dark. Really dark. Like even Under the Bridge is about his heroin use. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Very artistic mm-hmm. in the way that they have explained yeah, we put it to a catchy tune, and we're all for it. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Next one. <clears throat> this might be a little bit before your time, but we'll go for it anyway. Let's see here. Okay. All right. All uh, right. <clears throat> yeah, here we go. Well, I've heard those city singers singing about... How they can love deeper than oceans, higher than the stars above. But I come from the country, and I know I ain't seen it all. Country song. Yep. But I heard the ocean salty, the stars, they sometimes fall. And that would not do justice to the way I feel for you. Garth Brooks. So I had to sing this song about all the things I knew. Clint Black. Randy Travis. <laughs> is it? Correct. Whoa. What song is it then? Randy Travis. Let's see. I know what song it's not. So. I don't even know any Randy Travis songs. Now. This came out in 1988. With the Muddy Waters tour. I'm going <laughs> to love you forever. And never and never. Amen. That's not it. That's not it though. That is a Randy Travis song. Yes, sir. That be it right there, Randy Travis. That be that old Randy Travis. Right there, Randy Travis on that old six string. Related mm-hmm. to Randy Podgotti. <laughs> Both got their name from their uncle, Randy. <laughs> Gotti Travis. Gotti Travis. From the Quaid clan. <laughs> Quaid clan. <laughs> Randy Quaid. <laughs> Save the neck for me, Clark. <laughs> Right there. Oh, okay. I don't know. Um, um, I, okay. Um, I sing the hook. It's in there, so. Can you sing part of it? Uh, Sing, okay. My love is purer than the snowflakes that fall in late December and honest as the robin on the spring windowsill. And longer than the song of a whippoorwill. What a thunder roll. <laughs> <laughs> Holy cow. Man, that jumped track in my mind like boom. I know. I just want to sing the hook. Threw me off. Uh, <laughs> oh, I can't get that other one out of my head now. The first one I sang. I, I, okay, I got the I, moon. I, I, I need silence. Okay, everybody be quiet. Everybody chill. Silent. It's quiet. It's silent right now. You're not hearing my voice. <laughs> I don't even want to hear you breathing. I forgot what I was trying to think about. I, get, I quit. I, I throw in the towel on this. My love is deeper than the holler, stronger than the river, higher than the pine trees that grow tall upon the hill. Deeper than the holler. That's what it's called? Yep. Holler? What's a holler? I think it's a coolie. Yeah, like a coolie canyon type of deal. Okay. I got them cattle down that holler. Shit. Down yonder <laughs> in the holler. 
We just chased his cattle down that there holler. That, down that <laughs> holler, that's where that grizzly bear likes to hang out. It'll be good for all winter. They'll both hibernate. <laughs> <laughs> that grizzly cut up with them cattle. <laughs> yes, sir. Let's keep each other warm. <laughs> Layla <laughs> Layla Get them damn kids out of the holler <laughs> Get my shotgun <laughs> That'll get them out of there That get them out of them hollers <laughs> I get them hollering Okay, <laughs> okay. Alright here we go Last one I think this one will be a lot easier. <laughs> all right, let's go. <clears throat> okay, all right. Let's see. <clears throat> Taking chances while we dancing in the party for sure. Slipping my hoe with 44 when, we, when she got in the back door. Bitches looking at me strange, but you know I don't care. Step up in this mother father just swinging my hair. Snoop. Yeah, that that part is Snoop. Gin and Juice. Not Gin and Juice, no. Just a swing in my hair. Oh, uh, it's on a new Chronic album. Yeah. Um, What's the name of the song? What song is it then? I almost said Explosive. No. It's not just a swing. Oh, Forgot About Dre. No. Which one was that other big one? Huh? Forgot About Dre. Not yet, remember that. Next episode. Yeah, next episode. Hold up. Hey. hey, just a swing in my hair. Yeah. Oh, we got two. Hey. Hey. Two for four. That's, two and two. That's we're batting five hundred, baby. Yes, we hey. are. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Two out of two for we went two for four on a day, but both hits were home runs. Yes, sir. Got some scores. Yep. Grand slams, even. Yep. Yeah. Went to Denny's and got a Grand Slam. <laughs> Bacon and pancakes. <laughs> Moons over my hammy. Hey, that was my joint back in the day. Really? When Denny's first came. Yeah. And like we first started, like we went and checked it out as a family. I don't remember how old I was. So I was probably like uh, elementary, pre-junior high. middle. They call it middle school now. Remember you could get breakfast for like three ninety nine. Yeah, Grand Slam breakfast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, I used to get that moons over my hammy like every time we went there. I mean, we didn't go there often, but that was the go to, huh? That was the go to because you got a breakfast sandwich and fries, and I never, I was like that was like new to me. It was just a different combination, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. How's your week going? It's going good. Um, same old, same old, because, well, we had to work on the 4th. Oh, did you? Yeah. Well, see, what was the last one? Memorial Day, was it? Yeah. So, <clears throat> that that we normally we'll get that day off, but then we have to work that Saturday. Oh. And so they went around and they took a vote for everybody. Yeah. From here on out, except for Christmas and Thanksgiving, do you want to work the holidays so we don't have to work the weekends? mm and I must have been pretty close because half of those people were cool with it, and the other half were, man, they were pissed, dude. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I voted for it because, man, I got time and a half. You get yeah. time and a half. So, oh, you like, get time and a half? Yeah, and I don't do anything on holidays anyway. Yeah, yeah. So might as well go to work so I don't have to work on the weekend. I get those two days off. When they have split days off, <laughs> it seems like that burns me out even more. True. Right? Like, so I was cool with it, but a lot of them, they didn't like it. 
But um, the cool thing about that though is, is usually when or when we work on those holiday days like that, they kick us out early. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, earlier I wouldn't say early, but an hour or two early. Yeah. So, I mean, that was pretty cool. So, I mean, I made time and a half. Kind of got you know burnt out. Um, Toby went back to his old job in the back, so I don't work with him. Oh, we still see each other, but I don't work like with him. Training a new guy. And he's pretty cool. He's a youngster. The only thing that trips me out though is like if he ex- he's got he's diabetic, so if he exerts himself, yeah, he's got to eat some. He looks like he's about to fall out, dude. Yeah, yeah. And I asked him a couple times, like, dude, are you okay? Yeah. Like you you don't look too good, man. They look pale and stuff. Yeah, I didn't want to turn around and he's just laying on the ground, like, well, what do I do now? Anybody got some M and M's? Some orange juice. Some orange juice. Throw them in one at a time. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, but he's a good kid. I mean, I like him, but I just don't think he's going to be in that position much longer because it's pretty physical. Yeah, okay. Whereas, you know, any other place over there, like an old lady can do it. In fact, there's several that do. Wow, shout out to the old ladies out so, there. Okay. The old At ladies. hospital okay. linens. Laundry. Laundry. Services. Services. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's just blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So, like, um... Yeah, let's talk about the fourth. This guy had to work. Oh, man, you worked on the fourth? Time yeah, and a half. Though. Time and a half, though. Okay, cool. Let's see, because I was just not telling them they voted on it, and <clears throat> from now on we're going to work on holidays, and then we don't have to take the day off, or we don't have to work on the weekend, that weekend. Because either way, like, you know, hol- or holidays, holidays don't take time off. Um, <laughs> hospitals don't take time off, right? So yeah, they always yeah. need their stuff. True. And so we have to make up for it at some point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I mean, might as well make the money because, like I said, I don't really do much on holidays. Yeah, yeah. Except don't... for Christmas and Thanksgiving, those are sacred. Yeah. Like, did they give you paid PTO time for that, or do you have to use PTO? Oh no, they give you paid. Yeah, it's it's paid. Nice. That's cool, man. So you have the opportunity to come in and make one and a half times what you make. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Um, so my fourth, it was my niece's birthday. So we went out to the res and we're hanging out there for most of the day. And then we came back and, uh, attempted to go to the fireworks show. Um, Attempted? Attempted. So let me get into it. Okay. We, so we drove down, um, it was at the Metro Park. Uh, so we went above on the rims and we parked behind Target and like, You guys know from that office max all the way to Target, that's a huge parking lot. Yeah. That that sucker was packed. Every, like, uh, parking spot was taken. There's people everywhere. Man, people lighting off fireworks, like, <clears throat> in the back or in the front there. Then we went around back and we parked in the back because there's nobody, like, in the far back, there's nobody. But, man, there's people all along that. There's, like, a walkway. And then we took chairs and we went and sat in the grass, like, facing the metro. And, like, the whole time, people were just lighting fireworks in the parking lot behind us, in front of Target, down along the road that led to the metro. People were just, like, on the sidewalk lighting fireworks. And it just smelled like weed, like, really strong. And, like, cars were, like, blazing through the parking lot. Even though there's, like, people everywhere in it. And there's, like, vroom, and, like, motorcycles and four wheelers and it was just like chaotic damn and i was just like man this is like a recipe for something pop off yeah 
you know, someone's going to be all drunk or high. And then we're just like, yeah, screw this. And we left. So you we, didn't. We sat, in, we sat in that for like a half hour. And we're just like, yeah, we're not going to hang out. Yeah. We left before the show even started. So you didn't, you didn't even like see it from a distance, huh? Mm. But I mean, we seen a pretty good show because, like, right across the road was the, <clears throat> that top parking lot for the metro, and that was packed. Like, the whole parking lot was packed, and man, people were lighting fireworks in there like nonstop, just like actual, like, kind of like fireworks show artillery yeah. shells. Those ones that go up way high, yeah, man, they'd go off for like ten minutes, boom, 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 and they'll quiet down, and they'll all start back up again, boom, 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 boom all around us. Huh. That was kind of cool. We were up on the top, uh, the top parking lot. Oh, were you? Yeah. So I kind of got smart. So last year when we went, we kind of got boxed in in the middle. Mm. But what I did this time was go, you know, the stoplight. Yeah. And then I just parked along that fence. Oh, okay. Yeah. And rather than go try to, you know, sit with everybody, we just sat behind my car. Yeah. And then my daughter and her friends, like, they all ran around, you know, they yeah. ran down there to the rock thing. Then they ran from the rock place all the way up to the parking lot that you were talking about. A target? Yeah. And I'm like, dog, you guys ran there. Like, <laughs> and she's like, dad, you'll be proud of me. She's like, we didn't do nothing, but we got my cardio in. Because <laughs> she didn't work out that day. <laughs> Breathing in all that gunpowder smoke. Yeah. So they ran from the rock climbing place and then ran up, up to the heights to the target area. Dang. And then came back. Um, but there was a crew of them. And... And I was able to sit there. But, yeah, man, it was chaotic. I think it was a lot different this year. Like, man, there were more people than I remember last year. Mm-hmm. And then also, like, with the Target thing, like, that was the first time. Because I remember hearing, like, I seen on social media where they were talking about parking in Target parking. Yeah. But to hear that it was full. That was packed. Dog, on a hot summer evening, mm-hmm. you know, people are feeling good. Drugs, alcohol. Yeah, something's bound to pop off, man. I'm glad you followed your instincts and headed out. Explosives, yeah, Yeah, explosives. I don't think anything like officially made the news or anything that it popped off, but it was just that feeling, like no, I get it. And it was just like, man, that strong weed smell. Yeah, was just like constantly in the air, and that was getting annoying to me too. Because I I hate that. Like, okay, yeah, cool, man. If you want to smoke weed, all right, that's you. Like, do you? But like, go smoke it over there. Yeah, like smoke it before you come. Yeah. Go for a cruise and then come to the event. Yeah. Enjoy it high if you want to. But don't be smoking it around my kids. Don't be smoking it right here, huh? Yeah, don't be smoking it right here. Like, I choose not to. Like, I felt like <clears throat> the reason why I hate that weed smell, and I smelled a lot in this town, is because I feel like they're putting my recovery in jeopardy. Like, I don't know how much of that secondhand smoke is going to take for me to get like a contact high yeah and that's putting like my recovery in jeopardy i can see that so that's why that's one of the main things why it annoys me big time like if you smoke weed that's cool but you ain't gotta be cruising like you you don't have to be like at a social event and just like puffing on your vape pen. having a dangerous freaking session yeah because <laughs> man it was like constant i was just like oh yeah no i get it i get it yeah, it's just like annoying as hell to me. Think you're cool, but you're just a jackass. <laughs> yeah, smoking your vape pen right at a social event like that. Oh my goodness. Don't even get me started. I keep doing that to this guy too. 
I'm like, <laughs> what was the I told, one? I told you about those guys at at the where I stay, right? Now they all go out back and have like a little party all the time. Where at? At where I stay in that. Oh, huh? Well, they, a little bit, yeah, yeah. No, you talked about the back, uh, the back en- yug, <laughs> the back, <door. laughs> the back entrance. <laughs> there was no cool way to say it. Hey? <laughs> say the back, <laughs> <laughs> the back door. <laughs> You're not the back door necessarily, but your back patio. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and they they're always doing that, and um and. My my door is not only just a couple of doors away from that back door, so that I could smell it. Yeah, I could smell their cigarettes too. Yeah, but but they have a habit. Sometimes they'll leave that door open, and man, I'll just get up. I don't say nothing to them, and boom, I'll close that door on them. Yeah, because it's not supposed to be open anyway. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's just yeah, like you said, that's just that's rude. Yeah, it's like inconsiderate, big time. <clears throat> and I just go back to like because like. I hate, I didn't like weed, so like it was real easy for me to get like contact whenever I hung out with people that were smoking weed. Were you one of those light smokers? Yeah, man. I took like I remember one time I went with um some of my teammates at Rocky Mountain College, and they went they had their their dealer yeah lived up on the north side, and I went with them because we we're just chilling. It was like Christmas time, Christmas break. There's nobody on campus, and they're like, "Hey, you want to roll with us?" I was yeah, it's cool. Let's go. And man, they had like that chronic. Yeah. Like the sticky icky, <laughs> they like rolled it up. The Snoop Dogg weed, yeah, man, they rolled it up, and I just took like one hit off Ooh, of the blunt. Man, I was messed up. Damn, like I was just sitting there, like, like after one pass, like I just took one hit. I was no. jacked up. No, it's funny that you guys say that though, because I can identify with that. Um, not appreciating the people smoking around you. Cause I feel like that too. Like I'm like that even with cigarettes to this day. Mm. Like I can't, I cannot stand tobacco smoke. Mm. Um, weed like never really bothered me. I think like as far as like from a smoking standpoint, mm-hmm. because like, well, I had uh, migraines when I quit smoking marijuana mm. 13 years ago. Like man, that's how hard it was for me to quit. So now, like, what I'm scared of is like doing the new stuff, right? Oh, yeah. But when I look at marijuana in context, bro, like, it doesn't bother me because it's like, man, what bothers me is the marijuana content. Or not the marijuana, but the alcohol content. THC. Not the THC, but the the alcohol, right? Like, when people consume alcohol, they they go out and kill stuff. Uh, They go out and kill people, run into people. Oh, Oh, I see what you're saying. So, from, like, and and then especially, like, with working with my clients on the street for the past two years, like, weed never bothered me. Mm -hmm. There's even times where I tell my clients, like, hey, man, just kind of drink in moderation. I know you're going to drink. Yeah. But do it at a lesser standpoint. And for me, like, my perspective is, like, in harm reduction, kind of like the episode that we did. Mm -hmm. Um. But I do understand, man, like, especially in a big function like that, like, it's like, hey, man, I don't smoke. Mm -hmm. And I'm not trying to judge you, but at the same time, I'm asking you not to smoke around my child. Exactly. Like, I I understand that aspect, man. I probably would have told them to leave. Or, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. did something because. Like, I was sitting there and I was looking for the person. Yeah. Because it was like, it was constant. Yeah. You know, so I was like, this person is sitting near us. Yeah. Somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. I was like just puffing in your direction. Yeah, and I was just like, mother efforts. Dog, it's annoying though. Yeah. Especially like, I don't know, like if if you guys are anything like me, like blowing smoke, 
was always disrespectful, mm. right? Like when I'm trying to entice somebody to a fight or argument, it's like I'm smoking a cigarette and I'm blowing in their direction. Oh, yeah, yeah. I being as disrespectful as I can. Yeah. So that's another aspect that I look at in, in when it comes to terms of smoking. Like, and for me, like, bro, like, if I, like, I can be interested in a woman, but if I see her puffing on a cigarette, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I just, like, lose interest in mm. cigarette smoke. That's just cigarettes. Yeah. Let alone, like, marijuana. Yeah. Lose our respect. She's smoking that crack. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Crack is okay. No, but, like, you know, how, like, man, because I've been, like, there are times where I've talked to women, and then I find out they smoke, and I'm like, man, I don't want to smell like that. Like, yeah, you don't want to be kissing an ashtray. Yeah. Yeah. But be like Forrest Gump. She tastes like cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> I know. They, some, yeah, somebody probably say that on social media. <laughs> Randy don't like if you taste like cigarettes. But, yeah, I guess it doesn't. I don't know. We've been having a lot of marijuana discussions lately. I know. You know, like, even in my, like, with my brother and, and, and all that, like, man, we're, we're talking about this stuff. It's kind of like a hard point. Yeah, it's kind of a hard point. We should point. do like a marijuana episode. We should. Well, yeah. you heard uh, California Sober, right? Uh-uh. Mm. It's people who are, they don't drink or do any other hard drugs, but they smoke weed. No. California yeah. Sober. Yeah, California yeah. Sober. Okay, yeah, yeah, I've heard that. I thought you said there. I'm, I'm, I was thinking like some kind of movement coming out of California. What are your thoughts on California sober? Well, the way I figure, if you're going to do anything, that would be the least harmful thing. Right? True. So, like, I, if drinking, no, meth, no, you know, anything else. I mean, really, I, it's a hard no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't smoke weed. But if you want to and, you know, you're not going out and doing other things, then... Go ahead. I mean, that's that's you. Yeah, I, yeah. That's how I feel. I mean, like, if you want to smoke weed, that's all on you. Like, I don't, I don't like it. Number one, I didn't like how it made me feel. Um, I didn't like the feeling. Then, then two, like, it's just like uh, puts my recovery in jeopardy. So, yeah, I just don't want to. No, I can identify with that. Like putting, because right, like marijuana is seen as a gateway drug. There are other people uh, that will say that it's an exit drug. That's that whole California sober thing. I think that's part of what they were saying when so I heard I've, about it. But I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you but, off. But I've heard of a guy who who does that. Right, like he was sober like 35, 36 years, mm-hmm. and he recently went back out and started smoking. Hmm. Um, I, I get that. I mean, I understand that whole concept, and for a lot of people, it probably is true. No, but I think we're having the conversation is healthy because we got to see like what what the perspective is. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, and I get that. I understand that 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 whole gateway thing. But I but my thought is my my thinking is this is that if you want to drink, you're gonna drink. If you want to do meth, you're gonna do meth. If you want to get you know what are the, one of those other things, you're gonna do it. But I don't think that. One actually leads to another. I think you already made, like he always says, you already made that decision a long time ago. Relapse isn't overnight, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, wow, I get high. Now, you know what would go great with this? A beer, blah, blah, blah. No, you made that decision long before that. Mm-hmm. I think if you're able to handle it, and I'm not, you know, saying, go ahead, giving you the green light. I mean, you, everybody has to 
judge for themselves, right? Yeah. But if that's if that's your biggest thing, then I really can't. I mean, I really don't have much to say about it. I just can't. Yeah. Because, I, I mean, I, I used to smoke a lot of weed until I really started drinking, and then I beer was cheaper and more accessible. Yeah. Back but, in the day. So, you know, it's not like I can sit here and say, oh, yeah, I, I don't like to get high. I don't like to smoke weed because I did. I used to. Mm-hmm. But, like, of all, I've, well, okay, never mind. I was going to say I've never been arrested high, but I did. I got pulled over one time, and uh, they got me with, like, a little, like, a dime bag. Mm. Like, a, this, this, like, maybe a gram or something like that. And I went to jail for it. But um, other than that, like, the worst thing I ever did was like I put my milk in the cupboard. Oh, you know when I was putting. But my you do that sober too. I was gonna say you do that sober too. I was gonna say I knew right soon as I was halfway <laughs> done with that sentence. I was like, these guys are gonna bring that up. <laughs> put your shampoo. But in I the put fridge. my shampoo in the fridge. <laughs> and I thought you would have forgot about that by now, but apparently not. Yeah. I lost put, my sugar uh, less for like than a three year months. Ago. I know sugar was like what. <laughs> Some kind of drawer or yeah, bin? Yeah, it was like inside of a... Well, needless to say, it was in a place where it wasn't supposed to be. <laughs> like, why is there sugar in here? So my stand's on the California sobers, is that what you call it? Yeah. Uh, they're not sober. Yeah, okay. There um, you go. They're not, because, I mean, they're using a mind-altering substance still. It's like those guys who come to meetings and be like, well, I've been off meth for 18 months, and I've been off weed for six months, and... Uh, I haven't used alcohol in four months. I'm like, okay, so you got four months of recovery. That makes sense. That makes sense. That makes okay. a lot of sense. You know, devil's advocate time. No, that's what I'm saying. Is like I'm playing devil's advocate too. Yeah. How about nicotine and caffeine and even sugar? Those are mood altering substances. Yeah. Does that count? Not for me. Okay. And that that and see that's where I'm like, okay, so. And mine comes from like a religious standpoint, right? Like, yeah, so yeah, check yeah. this out. If it's okay for, uh, they call them sipping saints, right? Mm-hmm. If it's okay for somebody to have a beer and they're not addicted, mm. they have a beer with dinner. Yeah. Wine. Wine, uh-huh. what, what, whatever have you. They're not out getting drunk, mm-hmm. but they're able to have a beer. What's the difference between that saint and the saint that says, you know what? I'm going to smoke a joint tonight. Mm. Because they're not. Not in excess, though. Yeah, they're not doing it in excess. But also, but marijuana is different. Like you were saying, like you get high off of one hit. Yeah. Like that one hit, I was high for like eight hours. But (laughs) like a beer, a a can of beer is not going to keep you drunk for eight hours. Yeah. So it's basically on our, like, I think, and this is the thing, like, bro, like, I know I'm different, like, because I know the hardcore AAs and the hardcore NAs, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then the absolutes are like, okay, nothing. But to to this guy's question, well, what's the difference then between somebody that's addicted to cigarettes Mm -hmm. and somebody that chooses to partake in in the devil's lettuce? Mm Mm-hmm. Because they're both addicted, they're both they're they're addicted to both. Mm-hmm. And it's just one's more socially accepted than the other. Oh yeah, 
And to your point, man, I hate that, bro, because I've seen people like clients out here when we're talking, like, and the cops come, like, oh, you got a little bit of weed? They're like a whole freaking fat sack. And they're like, okay, here. And they put, like, I don't care about that. Or I've been in court with a client where they had like a $100,000 warrant and judge straight up tell them, if you're dirty on your marijuana, I don't care about marijuana, just as long as you're not using meth and alcohol. Well, and, mm. and see, the, here's another thing that I want to throw into the mix, too, is like at work, part of your pre-employment um, criteria is a drug screen. Yeah. but And if you if you test positive for marijuana, there's two ways that can go. If you told them, I'm going to test positive for marijuana, they don't say anything. But if you don't say anything or you lie about it, mm. then they say, like, nah, you, you should have said something from the beginning that we don't care. We don't care about that, but you have to tell us. Yeah. So it has to be open. Yeah. And, and they don't want you bringing it there or if they smell it on you or, you know, anything like that. That's a whole other thing, too, obviously. Yeah. But so, I mean, and now, they, I mean, they don't say anything about it. They're yeah. Like, we don't care, but you have to tell us. Mm-hmm. And I remember, like, in firefighting, you guys probably did. Did yeah. you guys do firefighting? Yeah. No, I didn't. I never. You had to take the piss test. Yep. We all stood there with our cups and had the little gauge on there. And then we all went one at a time, went into the bathroom, peed in the cup, brought it out, and they put it on the counter. And, like, everybody that was standing there could see if you pissed it hot or not. Yeah. So, like, that at a government level for a government job, they're not allowing you, whether you told them or not, if you tested positive, you're out. Because that was like government money, government. Federal. Federal, yep. Because the feds don't recognize it the way states do. But that that's like back then, though. I wonder how it is now. I think it's the same way. It's the same way because, same like way. I said, the feds don't. Oh, yeah, that's recognize federal. It, yeah. It's a class one drug and still in, in, the, in the federal system. So, but this, but what they're doing is, is they're not, they're choosing not to go after people who have, have dispensaries or who. You know, are using that stuff mm. because it's just they're, they're the federal mindset is that even though it's still a class one drug, they're not going to go after it. And that was from a that was a directive. Yeah, I think it was from Obama. <clears throat> it's one of the, the I'm pretty it's sure a, it was it Trump. Boils down to money because they're able to tax those dispensaries. And they're getting buku money. Dog, yeah, they get a lot. Um, what was it? The figures were like sixty million or. 30 was it the state of montana's getting like 60 million in tax money mm-hmm, something like that just bait just off the cannabis industry mm-hmm. the numbers are outrageous bro and that was like the first month mm-hmm. and then okay and then here's another argument i was just now came to mind is that if you're going to the dispensary i mean if you're going to smoke weed you're just like anything else if you're going to smoke you drink you're going to do whatever you're going to do it anyway you've already made your mind up yeah so if you're going to the dispensaries and getting it there, you know what you're getting. Oh yeah. Whereas if you go to your your dealer, yeah, as it were on the street, you don't know what that is. Yeah. So again, that brings me to that harm reduction type of deal. Like, okay, well, yeah, I wish you wouldn't do it, but if you're gonna do it, do it do it wisely. True. Be wise. Yeah, and like, <clears throat> so uh, one of my relatives reached out to me a month ago or so, maybe longer. And asked me about, they're worried about their sibling who was on meth. Yeah. I said, man, I can't, you know, they they came back from somewhere, in treatment or I don't know where they were. But anyway, they got back on meth and they were worried for them. He's like, 
would it be all right for me to suggest that they just smoke weed and that because it's obvious that they're not gonna they're not in that quitting yeah. state said would it be all right if i like bought them weed and it's like here just do this i'll supply you with weed if you just do this and not do meth and don't drink he said is it okay if i do that and i said oh yeah it's like you know harm reduction yeah i said do it and i said and then you can start talking to him about treatment again whatever i said but if you feel like he can function as like a contributing member of society on weed i said then go yeah get him on that yeah you know i said but then you know start working on him try to get him to treatment or get help or get to a counselor or something and that's the kind of way i advise them you know that harm reduction stuff I think it's a healthy discussion, man, because this conversation has been coming up a lot, and I'm still on the fence. Yeah, me too. I'm like, yeah. I see the because I see the the parts of like where it does good. Mm-hmm. Like I know of this one person who smokes rather than partake in medications, oh, and she's doing amazing. Mm. That's you that's know, another good. She point. hasn't done any. You know, and she's doing amazing yeah. on top of her game, taking care of business. Um, I know that dabs, I think their dabs, the concentrated oil, sends 80 people a day to the emergency room in San Diego. Dang. Because these patients are consuming too much and, and the content is so high mm-hmm. that it's sending them into, they're having schizophrenic episodes, psychotic episodes. Dang. Um, and they're going into the ERs. Like hallucinating um, stuff. Yeah. Uh, and I think, you know, <clears throat> here's the thing. Like, it, it, just like with anything, if you can't do it responsibly, you probably shouldn't be doing it at all. Yeah. Then you got a problem. Then you got a problem. Because, like, with us, you know, there's addicts, alcoholics, and then there's normies. And there's normies that like to partake in whatever. Yeah. And they can do it recreationally. You know, like, they'll go on vacation and they'll get some They'll take coke and they'll do that coke on that Holy vacation, smokes. but then come back and just go back to their regular lives. Yeah, normies. I never have. I'm that. not a normie. <laughs> yeah. Or I think another good test would be to say, okay, well, don't do it for a week. Yeah. See how and see, see what see, happens. Yeah. See how you see what that person goes through. Yeah. Or how they even how they react, their initial reaction. Yeah. Physical withdrawal. Well, I mean, what I was thinking more of, like, if I went and said, you know, hey, don't do that for a week, and they, oh, what do you mean? I don't got no problem. Blah, 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 and boom, red flag. Yeah. They get really defensive right I off the bat. don't have a problem. Yeah. Yeah, then, then that's a red flag. Yeah. But if they say, oh, okay, well, fine. You want me to show you? It's here. Hold it for me for a week. I'll come back next week. Yeah. And then I'd be like, oh, well, whatever. Yeah, like, my, like, my shrink did that to me because, like, uh, I said one of the things that we always talked about was my drinking. Yeah. Um, and like at the time, like I got a red, I got a green light from my wife because I was going to a shrink every week to drink because I would just like drink on the weekends and like I get all messed up on the weekends. But I wouldn't <laughs> drink during, during Monday through Friday. Yeah. And then <clears throat> so I so I finally fessed up and I told the shrink and I was telling him I said, well, the real reason I came here is because my wife thinks I have a problem with drinking. Um, and that's what she, and this is what we compromised on that. I would come to you. And this was like after a year of going to him and he's like, Oh, okay. So what, um, what I suggested was like, he goes like this time, July, August. And he's like, well, let's say, okay, you stop drinking now and you don't drink until February, the Super Bowl. 
you can drink at the Super Bowl. He said, but stop now and stay sober for all this time. And if you can do that, then he said, then I don't think you have a problem. And I said, okay, cool. And I was like, I was game for it. <laughs> but then cold turkey quit. And after a few months, man, I was like dry drunk. Mm-hmm. Dry drunk, caused a big old argument, fight. Uh, to the point where, you know, I left, got kicked out, all that stuff, and, and went on a ripper. And I was like the worst one. And I think that's after that. I never went back to that shrink. But then I just like, man, I went full-blown addiction to, like, drinking, like, every single day. And see, and, and the reason I know I would have a problem with that is because he said, oh, okay, six months, don't drink, you can drink at the Super Bowl. I'd be like, man, that's six months. That's six months away. You know how many days that man? I'd be thinking about like how long ago I have to wait. Yeah, six right? months. Yeah, and it's six months, dude. Yeah. Really? I mean, but just thinking about what you just now said, and I'm like, oh man, six months away. <laughs> I wouldn't have lasted a week. Oh, why not six but, days? But you know, like, oh, I don't drink today, and I'm like, oh shit, I could do that. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm broke anyway. I'm broke anyway. Doable. Yeah. It's doable. <laughs> and then I'd have to go back the next day. Oh no, I might find a dollar. Yeah, I might find a dollar. Might find some change in the car seat. <laughs> Below these stuff. All right, man. Let's. I think we're warmed up. <laughs> That's just the intro. That's just the intro. Our really intro for you guys wow. tonight. <laughs> Your ramblings The ramblings going on Okay so DJ Let's get into our main topic for tonight And if you're ready DJ Why don't you hit me with that beat Yo let's get into our topic Yo let's get into our topic Had an itchy trigger finger. Uh, all right, all right, all right, all right. We're in episode 141 in the mother loving house here in Unspoken Words. And of course, keeping with our tradition, um, <laughs> <laughs> this month, the seventh month, we're going to do the seventh Wabriety tradition. And I'll read it here, and then we'll. I'll give my feedback, and then we'll go around the horn, uh, just giving some feedback, and we'll talk about this seventh Wilbrady tradition. So, group decisions, we believe this group is guided by the creator who will express himself through the people. We will vote by a show of hands who is for and who is against. After the vote, each of the minority vote will have a chance to speak again, then vote again. That seems fair. Yep, I'm all for that. Um, I don't know. I don't know. No, I think that's good um, because that kind of structure to me, uh, first impression reading that was like, okay. So, like, everybody is valued. Everybody's opinion is valued. It's not like, okay, this group here is going to run the show. It's like, okay, let's put this to a vote, and then whatever the group decides, then okay, Let's be cool with it. If we're not, then uh, let's have some debate or whatever. But to me, it really validates everybody within the group. And I know, like, for that validation piece for me was huge because 
I didn't even like validate myself for a lot of the 32 years in my, my first 32 years here on mother earth on flat earth, planet earth on flat earth. Uh, for the first 32 years, like I really didn't validate myself and the only feelings I felt safe to express were like happy and angry. You know, those are like the only two social, socially accepted that I felt uh, just because of the environment I was in growing up. And so it's okay to feel disgusted. It's okay to not agree. I mean, you mean that's okay? I don't have to like unlike you or unfriend you because you don't agree with me. Like, that's okay. You know, like I didn't know all that. So like with this tradition that kind of really highlights that kind of stuff, like kind of starts with me though. Like I get to validate myself. Like I can either vote for something. If I agree with it and vote against it or vote for it. And if I don't vote, if I vote against it and I lose, then I can voice my opinion and say my piece. And then a lot of times I can see like, okay, this is the direction that the group wants to go. Might not be what I want to do, but I think it's good. I'll go with them, even though I'm not totally on board or whatever. You know what I mean? So that's for me is like, it's good. And I think it goes into a lot more like for just like my own journey, being able to, okay, this person doesn't agree with me, doesn't see things the exact same way as me. Okay, cool. We can still walk together. We can still. We can still fellowship. We can still build uh, this talking circle together. That's all right. Um, but that's what I'm here for. I'm here for this talking circle group. I'm here for this self-help group. I'm here for my recovery. I'm going to walk the red road. And if they want to walk with me, cool. If they don't, cool. It's all good. Uh, but that took some time, too. To realize that, because like back in uh, 2016 when the Talking Circles launched, man, I, everybody that came, I wanted them to stay. I was like, I'm like, you know, and they didn't show yeah. up. I'd be blowing up their phone and like, where you at, man? Where you at? You know, like, come on, man, we got this meeting. You need to ride. I'll pick you up and blah, blah, blah. You know, like I was out there to save the world. Um, but then I started slowly seeing that not everybody is about it. You know what I mean? Like, they're not about this recovery. They might not be coming to this talking circle for the recovery. They're coming to appease somebody else. Yeah. They're coming to get a paper sign. Yeah. They're coming to get their baby mama, baby dad, baby daddy off their back. And I was like, oh, okay. I remember that. I used to do that. I went to a shrink for almost two years to get my wife off my back. <laughs> You know? Yeah. So, just something like everybody's not about it, about it. So, but anyway, that's my initial, just kind of what was hitting Can me. I ask a question? Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> you dog, no, because like, dog, like, I think we need to hear your process and how you handled those that you found out weren't about it. Because, dog, like, as a leader, that's where I struggle. Mm. Is when we start something and we fully believe in something. Yeah. And the people that are running with us are freaking engaged, right? Like, 
No. They won that sobriety at that moment. But the thing is, and, and we've we've talked about it, we've touched on it previously, where the reason why Unspoken Words is so successful is because we have cleared out our schedules for Thursday evening. Oh, yeah. So. We are consistent and we are dedicated to this process, right? Yeah. But as a leader, when when the people that we're helping lead lose their vision, mm. having the discipline to continue to run your race regardless of how we feel, right? Like, how mm-hmm. is your process in that when? Because when that happens to me, dog, I take it personal. Oh, shoot, yeah, man. I, I think initially, like, way back, you know, in 2016, I did take it personal. I was like, these mother efforts, you know, these mother fathers and like I didn't say anything to anybody, but I was just like pissed. Yeah. And I did take it personal. And like I said, I you know, hit them up, tried to pick them up, and then like, you know, they ghosted me. Yeah. You know, and I was just like, What man, come on, man. And like I thought this was gonna be the crew, you know, to move this forward, you know, and um like I said they're like I said they're just like they gotta they had their their own agenda. They were appeasing somebody. So when I learned that, I was like, oh, okay, so not everybody's about it. It stung. It hurt. Um, but then I just like, okay. So then I had to, through counseling from my spiritual advisor, he was just like, well, you got to do this for you. You can't do it for anybody else. And I heard this lady say, we got to, <clears throat> we're doing this recovery. You're showing up to meetings. You're doing whatever for your recovery. Um, said, and even at the end, at the end, you've only helped one person stay sober. So that's that's good enough. That's enough. And even if that one person is you, and I was just like, oh. that was like boom. That was all like man. That's like I still use that today. So I was, I so I just kept showing up, just kept showing up, just kept showing up, and then that group. That initial group, they left. They all went back out. Um, someone went back to prison, whatever. And then they came back. Some of them came back, and then a whole different group came, and that whole group left. Then a whole other group came, and that whole group left. Um, so it just kept happening until this group that's in there now, the core of that group, uh, they came about three four years ago. They're still here. They never left. You know, so, okay, this is the crew. This is the group. You know, that's just going to move it forward. It took some time, you know, but it was just that really seeking that help outside of myself when that that initial crew started dropping off, started ghosting me. Yeah. was, okay, I can't handle this on my own. I got to talk about it. Using my accountability people, my spiritual advisor, and running it by them, and then just gaining their perspective, I was like, oh, okay. Then I was able to get through it, and then just keep moving forward. Where the old me would have been, you know, got into that pity party and be like, "Plus, I'm not a good leader. Nobody's gonna, nobody even wants this." And ah, poor me, poor me. Oh, poor me, some of that vodka. Yeah, you know. So, um, so I like my whole thing was like I I wanted to do something different. Like I said before on this podcast, I know what it is to give up. I wanted to see what it was. Like, we'll see what happens when I don't give up. Yeah. 
So that was a big driver for me too. Cool, man. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go ahead. Ah-ho. 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 JC, ah-ho. Where do I begin? You know, I'm, look, I'm, I'm kind of always been of the mind that I want you here. I'll help you, but I'm not going to work harder than you. Mm. Your shit, because I got to take care of me. Uh-huh. Sorry. Um, but yeah, like everything he was talking about, uh, you know, with this um, seventh tradition, you know, uh, being validated. Well, first of all, the first thing that jumps out at me is the first line, you know. Yeah. And I'll read it just so I don't kind of mess it up. But it's, you know, we believe this group is guided by the creator. So right off the bat, like that really hits home with me because everything that I do is spiritually based. Uh It's based on that foundation. And that's how I, that's how I, you know, um, catapulted myself into, into my recovery Yeah, by going there first. And so it touches that base right off the bat. And, uh, you know, to speak, he said everything that I kind of wanted to touch on, you know, about being validated yeah. And really feeling like, you know, okay, I'm a part of something good, right? And that's what that uh that whole this whole seventh tradition to me really talks about. But not only does it lift people up, but it kind of keeps people from getting a little too big too, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because there's that whole king baby kind of thing, like I'm right, you're wrong. I know what I'm talking about. You know, I know what's good for me, and if I know what's good for me, then I know what's good for you, blah blah blah, you know, kind of getting up there. And I think if you're part of that type of group where no, we're on this, we're all on the same level. Then I think that it it it's it's important to remember that, uh-huh. right? Like it's important to remember that not only is one nobody beneath anybody else, but nobody's above anybody else either. And so you know to get into that mentality, like I said, that whole king baby thing, and that you know I'm I'm I know what's right. I'm smarter than you, or I'm older than you, or I've been doing this longer, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, that I think that this whole thing kind of speaks to that, too. Uh, and also, you know, the fact that it's, it's fair. Mm-hmm. So, you know, everybody votes, and then the people that disagreed, the minority... They get a chance to talk and say, okay, this is why I didn't agree. And then they'll vote again. Just in case, you know, that if they have a valid argument, okay, I didn't think of that. That kind of makes me reassess what I just voted for. So now maybe I'll vote the other way, you know. But it might not always work. And that's fine too. But I think as a group, any group has to have something like that to where Every every voice is heard, and no no decision is based on one or a few individuals in that group. Mm-hmm. So I think that that part. I mean, it's just like all you know. He he was talking about it too, like uh, equality. It just makes you feel equal to, uh, equal and a part of the group, rather than you know, like when when we're going in, we're always. You know, feeling less than, or I don't feel like I'm a part of anything, 
or I'm worse off than other people or I'm better off like I was talking about earlier like that that tradition to me just puts everything into perspective like no we're all here for the same thing for the same reason and everything is just all things being equal so that's what I got out of it first the spirituality part the second part was you know it lifts people up and it also pe- keeps people from getting too high you know self righteous yep. sanctimonious and so and bad and bad you t- I was trying to act bad this one <laughs> but, okay and then you know there's that equality part of it too so and I, I think that those are some of the things that we forget too when we're in the middle of our addictions like those kind of values towards our fellow human beings you know cuz it's always about you know it's always me addiction is a me thing and you I didn't want to take the time. I, it's not like I didn't know how my behavior was affecting people. I just didn't want to take the time to think about it and dwell on it. I wanted to, because then that brings shame and guilt and remorse and all those negative feelings. And then that just, okay, now I got to cover that up too. Yep. So it's just, it, there's just so many qualities in this one tradition that are really important to us in our recovery. Things that we probably, I don't want to say didn't know, but we don't know how to use them, right? I don't know if that made any sense, but. No, I get it. I think like, I think when I was talking to my therapist, she was talking, so I would always refer to disagreements as fights or advocating as fighting. Mm. I'm always fighting for it. You know what I mean? And she was like, Randy, maybe if you turn that around and, and you're advocating. Yeah. You know, like, I think that validates, like, everything that JC was saying. Mm. It does make sense. Um, I think, like, really at first glance, group decisions, we believe this group is guided by the creator who will express himself through the people. Um, I think that a lot of times we forget that God works through people. True. You know, that removes the the age-old excuse, God talks to me. Mm. You know, we all we all know, like, we probably even <laughs> did it at, at some point in time in our lives where it's like... I got a word. Yeah, like, you know, we feel like like he's only, like, we're, the only, like we're special and he's only talking to us when really, like, a lot of times, like, it, it removes that barrier, right? Like... Mm where we get too lofty or where, but it also faces us with an action. We have to vote either yes or no. Yeah. I think as I grow as a, as a person, one thing that really aggravates me is when I ask somebody a yes or no question and then they give me excuses about why they're doing yes or no. And it's like, Hey, say yes or no. It's a yes or no question. (laughs) You know, like, I don't need to hear the excuse. Well, about, I would, but yeah. it's raining on Sunday, yeah. and I was gonna wear my Jordans. And yeah. Know, yeah, no, bro. Like because that type of like, I always feel like those excuses are more detrimental than helpful. Um, because if we're gonna do something, we make that decision, right? Like at the end of the day, sobriety, recovery is just making that decision in the morning. I'm no matter what happens, I'm not gonna use today. Yeah. Every effing day. Every mother fathering day. Like, I don't care what happens today. 
I'm not going to go in the store and buy that beer. I don't care what happens today. I'm not going to go to the dope house and buy no dope. Yeah. Um, but I think it removes all that, and it also teaches about teaches us about standing up for what we believe in. You know, like, if I have to vote, but you think about it, like, man, our councils, that's where we came from, was a vote. Remember the round hall? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where everybody would go there, and they would have the quarterly meetings. Mm-hmm. Everybody had a voice. Yeah. That's how we conduct ours. Two is better than one, right? Like, but what I like the most is like after the vote and, and, but still having a voice that's valid saying, Hey man, I agree with most of these points, but I had to vote no because of this, this and this. Mm -hmm. Right. That explains. And then once everybody goes through all the, the explanations, then we can either be moved by our emotions or stand on what we believe to be true. Mm -hmm. Right? And and have a vote again if we need to. Mm -hmm. Which I think kind of validates everybody's voice. Gives them a reason to say, hey, this is why I agree or this is why I don't agree with what you're what we're voting for. Yep. Um, I know I'm reiterating a lot of what you guys said, but that's kind of like, I feel like God's created us with intelligent minds to make decisions that we either know to be right or wrong yeah. or, or not even right or wrong, but more along, do they benefit or hinder us from reaching the vision that we have? True. Um, and I think that's, you know, it, it's, we compare that to our relationship with the creator. Yeah. True that. And I think like the, we're community oriented yeah, human beings is our community oriented. Like we, we we operate best and work best in like a group. Um, so <clears throat> this is just like a good way to manage that. And as you guys were talking, what hit me was like, oh, this is like a good way to like get us out of like wanting to be in control. Yeah, you know this voting process. And not only that, like taking another step further is like, okay, the people that voted against whatever the topic was, they get to voice their opinion and then they can vote again. Then like, even though they're the minority, they can voice it still taking that, you know, a little bit further. Um, Cause one thing, one teaching in well, Brady is that you want to speak Whatever you're thinking, whatever you're, whatever you're going through, speak that into the air. Let the light hit it, and then you can see the truth of it. Because these people might not be thinking or on the same page as everybody, too. Mm -hmm. And then they voice their opinion, and they're like, oh, wait, I'm thinking about this all wrong. And then they can like, change their vote. Or the majority could not be thinking about it the right way, and that minority vote says their piece, and then everybody's like, oh, I didn't look at it like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's go. Let's not do this then or whatever. So it gives that opportunity to learn and work together and move forward in a good way. But I think that that control piece was highlighted for me because, like, in my addiction, um, I wanted to be in so much control, like I couldn't do my playlist on shuffle. Yeah. Cause I put them, I put those songs in my playlist in the order I wanted to listen to them. <laughs> I didn't want to have it on shuffle. Yeah. 
because I wanted, I put those songs in that specific playlist in the order that I wanted to hear them. And I wanted to hear them in that order every single time. I heard you say that before, but now no. it, it just, Dog. It, it just hit me different just yeah. now because I, as soon as you started talking about that, as soon as you said, I put them in the order that I wanted to listen to, I started thinking about like my own kind of perfectionism. <laughs> yeah. perfe- like, okay, yeah. this has to be a certain way before I can, I can validate it. Yeah. Even though like, I mean, I've said this a thousand times before and you guys have heard it like, okay, look at this, what I made. Oh, that's freaking awesome. Yeah. But look at this part of it. Right. Like I, I don't want to put anything out there unless I validated it first. Yeah. And I think that's part of that control. Yeah. I, I'm trying to have absolute over art. That's yeah. why they call it art, not science. Mm. So, man, that that one just hit me just differently when you said I put him in there the way I wanted, in the order I wanted to listen to listen to it. Yeah. And at first, I thought that's kind of a weird thing to. Do. Then I kind of, oh, okay, so that makes sense. Like, yeah. my, part of my perfectionism is yeah. trying to maintain control of everything. Of everything. Yeah. But today, you know, I, I whatever, just shuffle. I need to shuffle right as soon. No. Yeah. So let it ride. <laughs> the only thing I don't like about shuffle is that I'm always skipping to the next one because, you know, I'm just not in the mood for the next one. Yeah. Like, so I'm just. I do that too. And then I notice that shuffle is really not shuffle. Do you ever notice that shuffle, if it starts with a certain song, then it keeps going in that same order? Yeah. yeah, yeah that's yeah, what yeah. I'm saying is like, it's not shuffle. <laughs> you might have shuffled it at the beginning, but you're not reshuffling. Yeah, they're just shuffling your order in the, of your playlist. Yeah, or else, like you play that right, and you skip those songs, and then you restart somewhere else, and then you go, and then it'll hit that same order again. Yeah, yeah, crazy. True that. You guys are getting me on those freaking. Um, what was that conspiracy theory I sent to the group? Which one? I don't know. I don't know. I got to look through the group chat. I was like, dog. I said, I hang out with these guys too much because now I'm looking at. (laughs) Dog, I'm looking on on YouTube for conspiracy (laughs) theories. I'm looking, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, Instagram. Was it the the big tree one? I think it was, yeah. Yeah, that was the most latest one. Is that the the bacon rock? Yeah, Yeah, the bacon rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I got to look through our things, but man. Please. It's yeah. crazy. Okay, look. Oh, not the bacon rock one, but <laughs> like the big tree stump one. Oh. That one I was like, what? Oh, the Devil's Tower one. Yeah. Uh, no, this is what I was talking about. Oh, that one, yeah. Oh, it looks like a, uh, yeah, oh, yeah, that guy. Do you think that's real? I think so. It could be. I think it's like, I don't know. I think aliens have been here a long time. And if they're not here, they've at least been here. And I think, like, well, a couple of years ago, they they declassified those FBI, CIA files saying that they said there's UFOs. Yeah. And then the next year, they launched Space Force. I was like, okay. <laughs> Sooner or later, they're going to introduce these aliens that have been here all along. They're probably, like, pulling strings. They're probably, because if you look at it from the early 1900s until now, there's just been this technology boom. Yeah. So it's like, okay. It's a soft launch. I think so. Yug. 
Yeah, yeah, just to see what the people would do. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I didn't even think about. No, you know, it's a soft launch because they're they're not gonna just hit you with it right away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're gonna say, "Oh yeah, by the way, you know, your neighbors from Planet Xerox or whatever Xerox. <laughs> yeah, they <laughs> photocopied them. Right? They fo- yeah, they photocopied. They they're gonna tease you here. first. Yeah, yeah, you no, know, what they're gonna do is they're gonna get you the first the use to the idea that there might be something in the sky. Yeah, or there might be, you know, this that there might be sightings. Yeah, they're desensitizing. Yeah, us. and then eventually they're gonna say, "Oh yeah, they were here all along." Yeah, and but by then you'll be like, "Oh yeah, okay, we kind of figured that from all these things that were started to come up." Yeah, rather than just shock and awe, like, "Oh yeah, your neighbors from Planet Xerox, they faxed him over." Yep. How do you think they do their step seven? Ooh, the aliens? Yeah, Tradition Seven. Do you think they <laughs> the same way? It's just that they don't tell, they don't communicate verbally. They do it mentally. Did you see like what the end of that video though? Like they <laughs> spiritually, they, they communicate spiritually. <laughs> so like at the end of that video that I sent, they said that they extended hands and then they shook. They they understood. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't that's know. because they've been watching us and they see us do that too. That's not hard. But dog, that flesh looked real. Yeah. Wonder what it was felt like. Ooh, like a yuck. cold ham? Probably not even cold. It probably feels like us. Yeah. You think it's warm? Like I would it's say. gotta be. I mean, if in order to be here like that without no spacesuit or whatever, yeah, bro. Their bodies have to be similar enough to ours to where they can withstand the atmosphere and the temperatures and all this, yeah. that, and the other. Like we gotta be like we're built in a way but where if anything was out of place, can live here. what if they feel like frogs? That's what I was kind of thinking. But what I was saying is like we're built in a way where if anything's out of place, we wouldn't be able to exist here. Mm-hmm. Just that perfect balance. Yeah. No. Absolutely. They have to be too. So I think, I think they always been here. And what have they got unspoken words? Alien <laughs> episodes over there. <laughs> what if they're one of the downloads you get every month? Dang. Mm. What if they were the, were the majority of our listeners? <laughs> <laughs> those those unknown just, downloads. There's oh. thousands of them. There's like 10,000, almost oh. 10,000 unknown downloads. What if tonight when we're all going to sleep in our thing, we just see a spotlight in each of our windows? Uh-huh. Did you ever see that Pixar thing? Remember when they're trying to lift him up? Yeah. It's like it's like a it's like a short. Remember they before the actual movie, they always show those little short ones. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then they were trying that light came in his bedroom and it started. He started rising up, but then it turns out there's that one guy next, that one alien sitting next to like the guy who knew how to do the controls. Uh huh. And the other one didn't know how to do it, and they were just slamming him around. That <laughs> you never seen that? <laughs> oh, lifted, I think it's called. Oh. Check out your Disney Plus. Okay. Wait, I don't know. Oh, I was thinking a home one. And then he gets mad and just goes. Erases <laughs> <like that to laughs> everything? That, no, huh? He just starts hitting all those buttons, and that guy's just flopping around in his room. Huh, I've never seen that. Yeah. Lifted? Lift, lifted, I think it was called. Huh. I'll have to check it out. And then they end up taking his whole house, but then it's just him on his bed still laying there. That like, guy. He, he, never, he never did wake up, that guy. <laughs> and those those aliens took off because that, that one guy. And it's on Pixar? Yeah. It's like it's one of those little short films that they always show like right before yeah. the actual movie. It's a short one. Huh. 
Hmm, interesting. How about Fire in the Sky? You seen that one? Oh, yeah, that creeped me out, man. I gave me nightmares. I can't sleep for weeks. Which one is that? One it was like uh, those loggers or whatever. Yeah. They were out in Arizona, out in the wilderness in Arizona, and then they, I think they were driving back at night. Yeah. And then they saw a light, and one of those dudes got out there and went over there, and he stuck his, like, hand in that light, and he they disappeared for, like, a week or so many days. And yeah, then just then, showed up out of nowhere all butt naked boom. in a phone booth. Yeah, like that. It just, like, opens up, doesn't it? Yeah. Boom, it opens up, and then, like, he's just suspended in the air. Like, his arms and legs are just, like, hanging backwards, and, like, his head's back. And, like, his buddies are freaking out, and, like, they run back, and some of them jump back in the back of the box, and then... they take, First, they take off, and then yeah. they turn around and go back to try to get him. They freaked out. They left him, and then they, oh, man, we got to go back and get him. So when they went back, they couldn't find him. And then he showed up like a couple days later. In the town. In the town. And, yeah, and he called somebody on the phone booth. And then at first he didn't know what happened. Then he started having these flashbacks. Being drugged down this hallway and stuff. And the aliens, they They did stuff to him. They did stuff to him. What's it called? Fire Fire in the the Sky. sky. It came out in the 90s. What's it on? It's an older movie. It's a VHS. Yeah. Fire in the Remember sky? those laser discs? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I you think I'm hanging out with you guys too much. Remember you have to flip them over halfway through? Man, that movie creeped me the F out. Man. Yeah, I probably won't watch it, though. Yeah, I mean, I was just... Like, I don't like being scared, dog. Dude, man, I, I know. The other one that got me was the fourth kind, because they make it seem like it's true, and for the longest time, I thought it was true, because they show, like, the the... The movie part of it on one side, then they show supposedly real dash cam footage or real camera footage. Yeah, of what what happened at that exact same moment, but it turns out it's all fake. Oh, even the the dash cam or whatever. Spoiler yeah. alert. The fourth kind. The fourth kind. I know that one's from that one's in Alaska, and that that woman she's she's a psychologist or psychiatrist, and she's interviewing people, and she records them with her uh, camera. Their sessions, mm-hmm. and then like they so then like that movie the screen will split, and she's talking to them and they're both saying the same thing and then there has this grainy kind of uh, video camera footage. Oh yeah, of sp- supposedly the real people and then they're freaking out. Mm. And then, um, but they keep they all keep saying the same thing. There's like like three of them about how they keep seeing an owl in their window. Mm. It's it's always an owl. Damn but they, owls. But then um. Uh, like this one guy, he, they they show him he like freaks out because oh she she like hypnotizes him to remember what happened. Yeah, and this one guy freaks out and he goes home and he shoots his family and then he shoots himself. Hey. But, but they again they show that police footage and then they show the the movie part of it. And then the one that really got me, what really freaked me out, and up until I found out none of it was real was. One of uh, this this guy was like surveilling or like surveillance on her, yeah. Because they they th- they thought she was doing it, like she was putting things into these guys' heads oh, and yeah. making them go crazy. So this guy, this cop, was parked outside of her house, and then this thing came above her, above her house, mm-hmm. and then again that screen split, and it showed his dash cam, and you can see like the spaceship thing, and then it kind of lit up, and then it just took off, and then that woman's daughter disappeared. They don't know what happened Dang. to her. Dang. And I so they, they're, they're blaming her for that, too. Yeah. It's that one that's on uh, Fifth Element. That girl? Yeah. Uh, the redhead? Bada bing, bada boom. <laughs> oh. Don't go chasing waterfalls. <laughs> that's the only thing that came to my mind right now. Boo. 
Because <laughs> I'm just now getting into all this stuff, and you guys are already. <laughs> but that one, that one got me for a long time, and then I come to find out it was because I always thought that that the real stuff was actually real, real. But no, nah, they they, they did made good, it. Yeah, it's they do the a really good job of um, making it seem like it. I what think about- with a lot of this stuff is like desensitizing us, like to to a point where we're willing to accept stuff like the when that actually happens. Yeah. So like all these UFO movies, all this boom, 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 and then when they a couple years ago they released those declassified documents saying that UFOs are real, nobody freaked out. Nobody caused any riots. Nobody. There wasn't even nothing huge, huh? Yeah. It was, I, I seen it on the Today Show. It was just like a little five-minute thing, and then they moved on to the next story, and I was like, whoa, hold up. Go back, go back. They just now said UFOs are real, and they're now they're talking about this Tupperware stuff. Yeah. And doing this cooking recipe. I was like, I was like, man. And I like nobody they, freaked out that day. And then they try to switch it up on you, so like you, in case you didn't notice, and call it UAP. Yeah. Unidentified aerial phenomena. Mm-hmm. So okay, and I t- I I told the story about me and your brother and uh, yeah, yeah, another yeah. homie that we yeah, saw yeah. one. So I don't. Did you ever ask him about that? I think I did. I can't remember. If I can't was, remember if he said anything. But I can't remember if it was him or the other guy that saw it. One of them saw it. The other one didn't. No, but no. I saw it. Yeah, I know that. Um, like out there in the country. I mean, you know too. You grew up in the country too, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we always seen stuff like that, like lights and stuff. I remember one time we were driving to the corner, and they're like all of us, the whole family was in the car, and like we were by St. Charles, and there's like just this boom, just like this uh, ball of light just right there in the west skies, like above uh, the Sundance area, and like it just started going, and it was going towards like the town of Pryor, and there's like this big old long glitter trail yeah sparkly trail to it and like everybody's like we seen it i remember i can't remember who seen it first but i remember in the car and i got to the window and we're all like on the window and we're like oh what is that oh and everybody was screaming and it was going 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 and then like got towards like uh dead man's curve right there and it just nothing wow that's happened to me a couple of times and like everybody in the car seen it and it wasn't like a shooting star nothing like that man this thing was like traveling it probably went from like where that Sundance grounds is all the way to that turn, which is about a mile, like in seconds. Damn. Like it was like traveling fast. I wonder what their intelligence of us is, huh? Oh, they know everything. I wonder if they know everything about us. They yeah. do. Or if you know what I mean? Like I don't know, like that fire in the sky, I wanna ask, like, was that real? Yeah, that one yeah, was based yeah. on a true story. Yep. The guy like to this day. And the buddies, they all attest to it that it was it happened. Man, you know what freaks me out is that highway when you come out of California into Nevada. Mm. Bro, like when you come off that, like it goes like a big interstate and then all of a sudden turns into like three lanes. You go over this huge path. And then once you get into Nevada side, man, it's just a long stretch of highway, bro. That's like, when I think about like scary stuff, I can picture that. <laughs> I feel you. And then there's like all those ancient ruins of stuff. Like yeah. people today don't like. Well, how did they do that? Yeah. How did they make? 
So there's this one, I can't remember where it was, I just watching this on TV the other day, because when I'm flipping through uh, channels, if it's got ancient aliens on there, I like to watch it, because there's yeah. this one guy with the wild hairdo. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he's just funny as fuck. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> he's really funny. Yeah. But, you know, because I, I like laughing at him. But anyway, they had this one, and they carved this temple out of rock, like out of a cliff face. Yep. So basically, and it's all just cut. They didn't move the rock and then start building. They cut it out of that rock. And this is like a long time ago. And I I don't even know if they could do that today. Yeah. So then they don't really know how they did that. They showed, what really got me was they showed a graphic of what that, the side of that mountain would look like without it, you know, you know, being untouched. And then they slowly kind of started cutting out little pieces of it and then pretty soon that was just that temple there and it's yeah. not a small little building it's like huge a huge one it's big and so yeah i mean there's things like that that just kind of makes you go what in the world is that oh <laughs> thank like you now i know what i'll be thinking about tonight. x-files X-Files. No, there, there's a lot of unexplained stuff, and I don't know if it will ever, like, come to light, like, fully. You know, like, even, like, I was watching this Alaskan Killer uh, Bigfoot yeah. series. I mean, it's totally fake. Um, the show is, but the premise is, like, these people got displaced in this community um, that lived on the lake like a logging community and they used other resources to bring in income. And it was a small community with like only a few hundred people in it, but they all left in the seventies. Yeah. Because something from the forest like came in and was like snatching them away one by one people. And they would find their dead bodies like Damn. torn apart and like just bones and stuff. Mm-hmm. Something was like coming in. So then they, <clears throat> it was getting so bad at one point, they all barricaded themselves in this like kind of town hall thing, and this thing that came and jumped on the jumped on it, and, like ripped open the door and took out a couple people and like carried them off into the forest. And so like that next day, everybody packed up and left. Damn. And this was like early seventies, and they hadn't been back since. And then the show starts out with the grandchildren of the people that left are going back to try to repopulate this town that they left there's natives and whites trying to work together <clears throat> but the show is like like too fakey yeah you know they're like they make this pact to never wander off by themselves but every episode one of them wanders off by themselves and they're, they all have a camera and then like they start hearing stuff and then all of a sudden their batteries going low but then it's like on the screen and it's like you could tell like they just put that on there it's at with like, like an like edit post post yeah. production. Yeah, because no other time in the show is like their battery on there. Yeah, yeah. So then it's like really fakey. But what that the initial like the premise that actually happened. Wow. There's like documentation, like police reports, and like news articles of this thing coming out of the forest and snatching these people up. So here's my thing with the whole Sasquatch hunting shows. Like, I'm not going to watch a whole season of them doing, like, just that. Yeah, that's like, basically what they, are, what they do. I'll watch the one where they get one. Yeah. 
when they find one, I'll watch that one. Yeah. yeah. But other than that, I'm not going to watch them run around in the woods with their cameras and, oh, did you hear that? <laughs> did you hear that? I think he's trying to communicate. I think he's taking a leak. I oh, think yeah. he must have ate some bad berries. He sounds like he's got the trice. He just farted. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that was a fart. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, man, that's crazy. Yeah, it get it gets my mind going though. I know. Another one, the ones that I like to watch are like uh, they're kind of dumb, but like lockdowns. I like to see like the different prisons. Oh yeah, those are all, cool to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Eh. Uh, you probably don't want to watch. Those. Yeah, I know you don't <laughs> want to watch that, but like for me, like I just kind of look at like all the worst of them. Yeah. And then the different wars and stuff in them. And I tuned into one of them. There was this one. He was like a pastor. And like the the barber, yeah. And then they got into an argument. The chaplain, he was the chaplain, and then the barber, he was an inmate. And then he got into an argument with something, somebody, and then like he called him out. They went into the cell and they scrapped it out. <laughs> and then they just came back out, like back into like like nothing happened. Nothing happened. Yeah. And they settled it. <laughs> Trying to think of a good. Okay, so here's one. I was in the shoe, right? Yeah. And. uh there was a guy down the hallway, and you can't see anybody unless it's the guy that's straight across from you in yeah. the hallway. You can see through their window, and they can, you can hear everything, though. Yeah. And there's this guy down the hallway, and he was yelling around about something, and, you know, so CO comes down and talks to him. We can't really hear what they're saying. And he said, all right, all right, I'll be right back. So he left, and he came back with the LT. The LT said, okay, if you don't calm down, you're going to have to cuff up. And that guy's just got louder. I don't yeah. know what I still don't know what he was saying. He was young, and he was cursing. I mean, we can tell the curse words. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, uh, so the LT said, "Okay." He goes, "Okay." So turn around. You, you know the drill. We want you to cuff up. And he said, "No." Mm. And so, it, but I guess they have to ask you three times. If you say no three times, then all bets are off. I'm gonna ask you again, second time. Turn around, cuff up. And so they don't open the door. They open that little hatch. Yeah. And you turn around and you back up with your hands and stick your hands through there behind you. Yeah. With your back to them. And so that's what he was supposed to be doing. Two times, three times, he said no. And so the LT said, okay. And they left. And then a few minutes like that, then the whole goon squad came. Dang. And they gave him another chance. And they said, you know, cuff up, cuff up. And he's saying, no, no, no. And these guys, they had, they, they were paintball guns. Ooh. And he was yelling, and he was, by now, he's worked up, dude. He's oh, just yeah. yelling and screaming and just, just tear-assing and around. You can, I don't know what he was doing in his house, but he was just, <laughs> you just hear this commotion. Yeah. And next thing you know, all right, this is your final warning. And he said something back to them. Ah. And all of a sudden, you can just hear a poop, 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 poop. But they let him have it. They peppered him up with those, it's uh, um, pepper or whatever is in there. Yeah. Like, uh, in the like, paintball? Yeah, in the paintball. It's like. Oof. It's non-lethal, but man, not even t- twenty seconds after that, that whole place would just. Uh. But and then next thing you know, you can hear him wrestling around with him. They 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 rushed in there. They got and this is loud, dude. This is like ah, banging around, and he was screaming around, and they were giving him commands. Yeah, and they must have finally, you know, got him, uh, restrained him, and then they they walked by again, and I looked out there, and man, they had him upside down. They had him like his hands behind him. They're holding his arms and his hands, and he was he was facing down. Yeah. And the other ones had his legs, and they just they carried him. I never saw him after that. Damn. Dang. 
Never saw him again. Never saw him after that again. I don't know. They might have moved him to a different part of the unit or whatever. Damn. But, yeah, they went in there and just, and that was kind of, that's a mild one compared to what really goes on. Yeah. But that was kind of like, whoa, man. That, that's one of those things that really make you go, this is real, dude. Yeah. This is for real. Yeah, that was gonna, I was going to ask you what the, how that made you feel. And it's just like, okay, if they ever tell me to cuff up, man, just don't bring your paintball gun. Hey, man. But it was crazy, though, because they, they, all right, and then just boom, 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 boom. boom. Like about at least, I mean, I don't know how many of those guys had actual paintball gun thingies. Yeah. But there was a lot of shots. And it must have been because that whole place filled up. Yeah, with that pepper spray. Yeah, that fume. Yeah. And it probably wasn't nearly as bad for him, but it was still irritating. Yeah. And then. After that, they didn't put nobody in there that that particular cell because they had to clean it out. And yeah, all that other stuff. It was like, yeah, get all that ugliness out of there. All that pepper spray and stuff. So, mm-hmm. don't sound fun. No, sir. Definitely someplace I don't want to be. Yeah. Well, I think that was a good episode, man. That was. You guys brought that fire as always. Fire. The pod got in your sky. favorite Indian. Definitely brought that fire, and I appreciate you guys. Thank you for bringing it today on episode 141. Uh, any closing comments before we sign off? I was going to ask you, I know this might just open a whole new can of worms, but I got to get your opinion on this. Have you heard what, and I don't know if it's true or not, but what Damian Lillard's agent is telling people around the league? About what? Don't trade for him. He wants to go to Miami. If he goes anywhere but Miami, he's not going to be a good teammate. He's going to be disgruntled. He's not going to play for you very well. I don't know. I know. I, I know he wants to go to Miami, but hmm. I don't know. It's kind of hard. How do you? Because because uh, uh, my boss, he's a, he's a big time uh, Red Sox fan too. So oh. we're all and he likes bat. He's a Celtics fan. His grandpa mm-hmm. was from Boston, so those are his teams. But. You know, he we always talk in sports, and he's the one that told me that about. Hey, did you hear what Dame Lillard's uh, agent saying to all these other teams around the league? I mean, it doesn't surprise me because I mean that that got leaked. There's probably a lot of similar conversations, you know, like like that. Probably worse. You know, I mean, you watched that movie, right? The, was it the Air Jordan one? What's it called? Oh, Air. yeah, Air. Air. The way that agent and that um, guy from Nike were talking to each other. Yeah. That was filthy, raunchy talk. Oh, were they talking smack to each other? Man, they were yeah. talking bad. Like, like, like lock, see, that's like, what I always want to know. Like, like what's lock, the behind the scenes conversation? Yeah, like the locker room talk times like 100. Wow. Just, yeah, like putting each other down and saying, you know, basically threatening each other and all this other stuff. To get their way. I had sex with your wife and not so many words. Oh, wow. No. Nah, bro. Like, I feel like I think, like, Dame was the last of an era. Um, Mm. I feel like he gave his all to Portland. Yeah. And Portland failed in providing a supporting cast, a real supporting cast around him. I know. Um, And I think that's what broke the straw on the camel's back. I think that was the straw that broke the camel's back, right? Yeah. I think his preference is for Miami, but if I, if that was me and that's my superstar leaving, I'm going to get the most I can out of my superstar leaving, and I'm willing to work with anybody that brings what, I'm want, what I want. Yeah. 
right? Like, and mm-hmm. what's going to get me the best deal? Because at the end of the day, the NBA is a business. Portland is a business. Yeah. And players and they will, are assets. Yep, and players are assets. So no matter how Dame feels, the truth of the matter is the Trailblazers still sign his checks. checks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and that's my stance. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't surprise me at all. So, I mean, I hope he – I would like to see him get a championship, but – I don't know, man. Denver Nuggets, man. I think that's the dynasty, baby. Dog, I'm saying I think the Nuggets got a dynasty going, bro. Mm-hmm. I also think, like, yeah, I think Denver has a dynasty. I think we're not going to see any other champion for the next three, four years. Yeah. Um, unless something, years. <laughs> unless something amazing happens. I don't think there's anybody that's better than Joker. Yeah. Um, I hate to see Brown leave the Nuggets, though, man. Yeah. He's a high-energy. That one's tough. Yeah, I know. I was like, dang it, man, he left. They all need that. He went and got paid, though, so that's the That's the the position I play on my team on 2K is, like, the utility player. Oh, okay. Come bring the energy. Yeah, that brings the, you know, that if we need boards, I get boards. If we need, you know. Yeah. One of the homies, I see, oh, did you make your perfect man? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I cheer, I stand in the corner, beat. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Like, yeah, bro. Yeah. Cool. Thank you guys. 141. 141 in the house. All right. To all our listeners all over Flat Earth, we appreciate you. We love you. Keep doing what you do. And to our unspoken words, disciples, please spread keep spreading unspoken words. Gospel Billy Graham style. Ha-hoo. Oh. Oh. Peace.